0: 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover, Stone's Throw with Jennifer Stone.
1: darkness from the ones who walk in light light em up boys there's your picture drop the shadows out of
0: sight this is Jennifer Stone with Stones throw Stones throw again <laughs> Out there throwing stones wherever I can, wherever I can. I sure wish I sure wish I uh knew what to say I've been gone so damn long here, folks. Uh four months four months I've been out there <laughs> Ah, uh, it uh, gave me a chance to think about some things, you know, about the difference between democracy and hypocrisy and. Ah, uh, between mortality and morality, yes. Mm, I do thank Kaiser Hospital for keeping me alive. My mortality is uh, <laughs> uh, safe for the moment, yes, it's cool. Survival, anyway. Morality, though, morality is off the table, at least in Washington, D.C., in the not-so-very-white house. Once upon a time, the philosopher George Santayana said, uh, Morality is basically the desire to lessen suffering on earth. Now, by that measure, (laughs) by that measure, D.J. Trump is in the toilet. But (sighs) we have yet to grasp why. Why? What is it that causes so many citizens to support this this sociopath, this, ah, the deplorables, as Hillary calls them, They have always been with us, a certain percentage of the population, you know, like like vice. Uh, They're always part of the sociopolitical map. Uh, (laughs) A map, yes. It is a map, kids. Uh, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure how I feel about all these things. Uh, Last night, I had a dream. I think it was suggested to me by something on the radio. I a vision of polar bears walking around the halls of Congress uh, trying to find their representatives, yes, representatives. Who would those be? Uh, there is, of course, the great one, the great one, uh-huh. uh, A-O-C, Alexandria, Alexandria. Yes, she's the beauty. I saw pictures of her today uh, on a friend's smartphone. I I can't believe the, well, she's a star, she's a glamour girl. Uh, You know, from the Bronx in New York, 29 years old, uh, too young to run for president, probably just as well. But this, this is the one we've been waiting for, at least I have eighty five, I am eighty five, and I I thought, oh you golly, back in back in the day that someone would come and sure enough she has put my money on Ms. Cortez. Uh, what I was trying to think about while I was uh, uh, <laughs> strapped up, tied up with so many machines attached to me that I didn't know whether it was my heart that was stopping or my kidney that, never mind, no venting about uh, mortality. We live until we die. It's good enough. Uh, what I thought about, though, uh, I, I thought about not just this this New Deal, uh, Ms. Cortez's uh, Green New Deal, all the progressive agendas that we we know uh, may not come true today, but they certainly will come true tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. So long as the bill is in Congress, somebody's bound to pay attention, and some will follow, uh, be inspired by her. Uh, I was thinking, though, uh, I was a child, let's see, I was a baby when FDR came to the White House 1933 he came to the White House he was elected in 1932 on my birthday he uh, he, he passed I believe uh, Congress passed the 21st Amendment to the repeal of prohibition ah yes everyone was out drinking December the 5th 1933 I don't know whether that was a good thing or not, but it certainly put prohibition uh, uh, out of out of business. I don't know. we've got new ways to sell the wrong things to people who who don't well no, no judgments, no judgments. Uh, I myself think that marijuana is a gift, definitely a better gift to humanity than uh, that uh, booze, whiskey. Whiskey destroyed my life, my childhood. I won't say my life. Uh, When I was a child, I remember uh, going to the movies to escape the alcoholism in my home. Uh, World War II, we're talking about. Down in La Jolla, the lovely little town near San Diego, my father was stationed there at the Naval Hospital. He was a commander in the Navy. He he went off, went off to the, what was called the Pacific Theater, taking so many of his uh, friends, uh, corpsmen, nurses with him. I have a little picture I found recently. I keep staring at it. I terminal terminal nostalgia. A picture of him with a couple of other doctors, they look a little bit like characters in MASH and My Father's on the right looking grimly at the man at the other side of the picture, and he says, This is Dr. Kramer. It's written on the the little the little snapshot. Doctor Kramer killed tonight. I think that's what they called being tough, being, well, not macho, but strong, masculine, uh. Anyway, back in La Jolla, my mother was uh, cheerfully drinking herself to death. Uh, I was taken away at some point and sent to spend the eighth grade in a uh, school. Emily Johnson Duffy's Ranch School for Girls up in Fallbrook, California. <laughs> oh, that was lovely, another story, anyway. What I remember was the Judeo-Christian ethic. Distorted, of course. Uh, the, uh, well, you know, as we all said, the Jews owned Hollywood. They certainly were the artistic heart of Hollywood, the 1940s Hollywood, the 1950s Hollywood, uh, a few years later that I knew in Laguna Beach. uh, The Hollywood movies, it's so hard to say why these, uh, oh, maybe Pollyanna films were so helpful to me. Uh, Of course, we all know that some of them were prudish and along came the Hayes office, the censors they in the 30s they, they switched from May West to Shirley Temple you know anyway uh, as a child of 11 or 12 uh, these movies were my home my safe place uh, a refuge every Saturday afternoon all you needed was a quarter and you could sit through double features, and then again, uh, the alcoholic pall that hung over me at home was overwhelming. Uh, I think, yes, well, I'm not sure whether I was grateful to be sent away to that girl's school. I do remember just <laughs> pink formals uh, becoming kind of an adolescent uh well, an awkward adolescent, sad little thing, uh, puffed sleeves. My mother cut the long sleeves off and put puffed sleeves on. <laughs> she was definitely, definitely uh, <laughs> sober in some of her, some of her. <laughs> some of her best moments, yes. Yes. I remember a teacher there at Emily Johnson Duffy's Ranch School out in Fallbrook, California, in the avocado grows. I remember the teacher read us Ramona about a, a Mexican girl who runs away with a Native American guy who works on the ranch. Uh, overseer, I guess. And they run away together. and They have a terrible life because, of course, they broke the rules. <laughs> i I just remember that place because I remember being oh golly, not just not just lost, but even more away away from home and security than I was in La Jolla, where at least I had those those movies, those wonderful stories about the ways things get better if you try. There were little movies like, oh gosh, uh, the five little peppers and how they grew about how they have to struggle, five little children, uh, to get enough money to buy a horse, you know, to push the cart, to uh, sell things to feed the family. Never mind, never mind. Uh, I was reduced to a blubbering heap by those movies and, uh. I miss them. I miss them a great deal when I went off to the boarding school. I think they took us out to see once uh, The Yearling. Right, but anyway, we didn't get to see movies. We uh, listened to Ramona. The girls all rode horses, and I had a horse, but I was not what I would call a horsewoman. At one point, I uh, I fell off, knocked the wind out of me. It certainly startled me. After that, I I kind of gave up the girls, especially the juniors and seniors, these beautiful high school girls. uh, They would go out at night. They would ride their horses, uh, go in the uh, the creeks and the small lakes. They were all red and gold. I just remember how beautiful they were. Uh, In... Easter Easter in March March right Was it Easter that year when my mother died and I became a kind of recluse I sat out among the trees and sat on a, a rock in the middle of the creek reading Edna St. Vincent Millay I I saw myself as a character in a novel a uh, long suffering uh, all I remember, though, was that movie, House in La Jolla. How those people were truly loving and that there was an ethic somewhere. Uh, I, I know that if I search my heart that my family practiced a kind of religion of kindness, but that didn't save them, certainly not my mother. It's all very well to be a loving Uh, a loving, kind parent. But there has to be more than love. You all know that. Uh, Anyway, Uh, uh, yes, I just remember these lovely stories. Lionel Barrymore saving his daughter from the villain Clark Gable. He really was a rat. And uh, her father comes along and saves her. And oh, all those movies about the woman who's being defended in court by the the young lawyer who's really her son, you know. But he never learns that. She hides that from him because she was a fallen woman. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think, oh, I made a list once of a hundred movies that taught me that religion, religion of kindness, uh the other night I caught Lost Horizon again at the wee hours of the morning. Uh, that's that wonderful picture, uh, in which uh, Sam Jaffe plays the old, the old, uh, uh, old priest. I'm trying to think. Three hundred years old they said he was, and along comes Ronald Coleman, who is to be the new, the new leader. Of Shangri-La Valley of the Blue Moon That stuff Really, really knocked me out When I was a child It still does (laughs) Yes Things get better If you try Ah, words, words, words All this bloody nonsense Yes Words, words, words That's Hamlet By William Shakespeare Ah, yes. Words, said Hamlet, to Polonius. I saw that 1950 film last week, Laurence Olivier's Hamlet. Still the best, still the best Hamlet, even though Laurence Olivier cut great chunks out of the original in order to uh, get a psychological compact tale, you know. (laughs) He comes on, well, the voice, of Olivier comes on at the beginning of the movie and, and it's awful. He says, this is the story of a man who could not make up his mind. Now, I, I think that that might be a little reductive. Still, Laurence Olivier gave us a portrait of modern man. Uh, it's right up there with so many... Oh, yes. What is the Ingmar Bergman masterpiece? Uh, uh-huh. The one that gives us medieval man, the seventh seal, right? That was it. Medieval mankind. Uh, anyway, Olivier produced a black and white masterpiece. I went to see it the year that I was in the ninth grade. I was living with a woman... Uh, in a family, uh, a very loving family, in Tucson. Ellen, Ellen Slider, she she had a child who was very, very ill. I won't describe, but my father was the doctor for this child, and I believe in return for his care, uh, she kept me for a year. She gave me a, a little room of my own. Was incredible, the ninth grade. I remember the clothes. I had some beautiful clothes, and I did get to do some theater. Uh, I walked over to see Hamlet all by myself, and I thought, yes, yes, here is a man all alone. Uh, his psyche, yes, his psyche is all alone amid Anyway, in recent years I have learned that uh, William Shakespeare may not have been William Shakespeare, at least not the one in the uh, history books, but may have been Edward de Vere, the Earl of Oxford. I can't remember whether he was the 6th Earl, 13th Earl. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, At least it doesn't matter to some of us because it appears that uh, the Earl of Oxford, Edward de Vere, the man who wrote the plays of Shakespeare, was adopted. Adopted by the Queen's uh, first best counselor, uh, uh, yes, Cecil, Cecil, Lord Cecil. He, uh, he, the counselor, thought that Edward de Vere might very well be the heir to Elizabeth I. And he thought this because many people thought that Edward. De Vere was the son of Elizabeth I, born when she was a teenager and way out of the public eye. (laughs) And if you care about all this stuff and if you're into historical romance or historical theory, check out a movie titled Anonymous. I got just carried away with that movie. I don't know how much of it I believe, but you might go take a look. In *Anonymous*, uh, Edward De Vere uses Ben Jonson as his uh, cover beard. We used to call them. Uh, he passes on the manuscripts to William Shakespeare, who he says is functionally illiterate. And uh, I think at the end of the film, you see Ben Jonson. Uh, rushing to try to save manuscripts that almost were lost in a fire, uh, the—I don't know if it was the Globe, but a major theater in London has burned down, and uh, he's caught digging out these manuscripts. There's another ending in the film in which uh, Edward Devere, on his deathbed, gives these manuscripts to Ben. Johnson, asking him to treasure them, keep them. <laughs> Edward de Vere's wife, the daughter of Lord Cecil, the, uh, <laughs> the front man for Elizabeth, uh, he married his daughter to Edward de Vere in the hopes that she would become a queen of England. Anyway, she's completely contemptuous of all these scribblings, nonsense that her husband wrote, and Ben Johnson tells her that if she's remembered for anything, it will be because she was the wife of the greatest playwright in English history. Anyway, I, I kind of buy it. I, I thought in the beginning of the film, you see, um, oh gosh, uh, an actor we all know, uh, Derek Jacoby, the the. Uh, the I Claudius of uh, the television series. He comes forth and gives that speech about you know, using your imagination, lighting a candle. He walks around an empty theater and he says, "Just, just think about it." Uh, anyway, I like I like to study the stories surrounding the Tudors, the Elizabethans. There's a terrific one about. Thomas Cromwell. For those who you who watch uh, the, <laughs> the 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 um, what is it the the uh, out of the mainstream channels, try a series called Wolf Hall. It has actually found its way onto PBS a little bit. Uh, uh, Mark Rylance plays Thomas Cromwell, and I I watched it over and over again, and I can't help but think that is just about the most subtle, the most nuanced. Uh, Mark Rollance may be one of our greatest actors. Uh, oh, the book is out there, Wolf Hall. Uh, Toni Morrison speaks of it. She speaks of it with much enthusiasm. You may remember Toni Morrison uh, getting old now. Uh, my age, in fact, uh, She won the Nobel Prize for Literature back in 1993. Uh, (laughs) I love to read her speech, bits of her speech, that uh, she gave when she won that Nobel Prize. Uh, Very few Americans have won the Prize for Literature. I don't think anyone, any American, since Toni Morrison. Uh, And she's certainly the first ever black woman... Writer to be so honored. Uh, <laughs> where was I? And why 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 is it so many young people don't know these things? Yes, where was I? Oops oh yes. Laurence Olivier, yes, 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 yes. Laurence Olivier. Oh giving that speech in Hamlet. Words, 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 he's so right. <laughs> it's hopeless, it's hopeless. Words will not get us where we want to go but mm, they're all I have what was it Toni Morrison said about language she said uh, words yes uh, what do words do minding the mind I'm forgetting it I'm forgetting it short term memory I have written it down somewhere word work she says His word work is sublime because I'm going to have to go look that up. If this goes on, I may have to get a computer, a a smartphone, and move into the 21st century. That'll be the day. My good friend Laura Privis, who uh, was the program director here at KPFA in recent years, she told me, She put a little bit of my ramblings on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) She said she she had 400 hits. I I really can't imagine uh, what that was about. It was something she took uh, as I sat in my living room, running on in my usual way. It's the only exercise I get, all this talking and talking. Uh, Anyway, uh, I... I looked again, oh, golly, months ago at Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. It's more than four hours long. It puts in every little sidebar. They don't cut a line as far as I can tell. There are all these broken threads. Uh, you think that the writer was just putting down everything he could think of and everything he knew, certainly not synthesizing anything uh, but I, I liked it because you could watch a parade of talent. All the actors that we know, uh, some unfamiliar, of course, but all these actors doing star turns, uh, little scenes, uh, short bits. Uh, Gerard Dupardu, oh, best of all, Charlton Heston in Branagh's, uh production of Hamlet. He plays the role of the player king, you know, the one who comes on and uh, does the performance at which uh, King Claudius, the Hamlet's uh, enemy, King Claudius, goes berserk and runs from the hall yelling, bring me some light. That's what we all yell. Bring me some light as the trees in the forest reach. for oh, light, anyway. Charlton Heston... He's very special, and he's, he's, I don't know, he's very subtle. Uh, he certainly knows what it means to act a part, to be on stage in many ways. He's a true craftsman. Anyway, that film is too elaborate, too layered to grasp. Try it out. Compare, yes, literary, uh, literary efforts, uh, Coming to the screen It's the joy of my old age This has been Jennifer Stone Talking too much as usual Words, words, words Any luck, I'll be back on the air again This same time next week Till then, go easy And if you can't go easy Go as easy as I do Boys
1: There's your picture Drop the shadow
0: In celebration of February Black History Month, Mills College invites you to an evening honoring the life and legacy of late great jazz tenor saxophonist Dexter Gordon. It comes on the release of Sophisticated Giant. The highly acclaimed biography written by his widow, Maxine Gordon. Join us Wednesday, February 27th, 7 to 9 p.m. at Lisser Hall on Mills Campus as Maxine Gordon shares personal and political insight into this complex man. View clips from his Oscar nominated movie, Round Midnight, see rare photographs from their lives as jazz royalty, and groove to a live jazz performance. This event is wheelchair accessible. Get your t-